Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. My name is Garrett Elliott, and I am so excited for today's episode because it's going to be a special one. Now, you might ask, Garrett, why is it going to be special? What's so special about it? Well, I'll tell you. Garrett Ward joined me in the green room today, and we had a wonderful conversation all about him. We learned about his upbringing, his family life, how he got into ministry, and we also learned what exactly Garrett does on staff here at Spring Hills, which, spoiler alert, it's pretty much everything. Garrett is all over the place doing so many things. You all know him. You all love him. Let's get to this conversation with Pastor Garrett Ward. Welcome, Garrett Ward, in the green room. And yes, I know you've all been looking forward to this. I Garrett, I announced this a long time ago on the podcast. Oh, I don't know who heard it, Uh-oh. but they've been. It's been highly anticipated. Okay, um, all right. So everybody, I finally got Garrett Ward here to be on the here podcast. I am ready to and, go. You know, he's really stepped out. He's really come out of his shell in the last. What is it like year? You've been speaking at First Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Really uh, got me out of my comfort zone there dragged, a little bit. Dragged you onto the podcast now. Yeah. So what we're gonna do? Um, this is most people know Garrett. He actually probably besides Brett is the one that knows uh, the most people around campus. People know him, and uh, you're kind of famous. You know, Brett. Uh, Brett has the fame claim okay. here just because everybody sees him all the time. And then uh, next in line is really Garrett Ward. When Garrett Ward does something, if you're on the Spring Hills team, anytime Garrett does something at the team nights, it's the hit. So everybody loves it. Um, so that's why I got Garrett in here. We're going to talk a little bit about his uh, his story. We're just going to get to know him a little bit more, let you know uh, who he is and kind of his role around campus here and um, just share a little bit about his story. So let's start at the beginning, Garrett. Um, actually, you know what? No, first, uh, let's just, who are you? You're Garrett Ward. What do you do Garrett here at Spring Ward. Hills? Uh, well, I'm associate pastor here at Spring Hills, and that uh, basically means um, I do pretty much everything <laughs> except, well, it used to be the joke, except for preaching, which, again, like you said, this last year, I've uh, kind of taken a little bit of that on doing the first Wednesday. Um, but also a, a joke, too, that I like to tell myself is it's pretty much everything that Pastor Brett doesn't want to do, I, sure. I, I, I get to do. <laughs> but that's just a, just a joke between uh, him and I and, and the staff. But um, no, the, the, uh, myself as the associate pastor, I just oversee a lot of the volunteers uh, on our Spring Hills team, a lot of our, the ministries that are going on. I oversee uh, a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes on the weekend uh, with the greeters and the ushers, making sure that's all going well and smooth, and we have uh, help there. Um, of course, making sure that the offering gets locked up—that's that's important. We did um, this. Uh, we did this little spoof video for one of the team nights uh, where we were a couple of us were Marvel characters, and mm-hmm. um, the first one I think that was cast was we had Garrett Ward as Captain America, which is a pretty fitting thing because he really is all over this campus doing right. just about everything. Um, now I think the joke is that you do everything but sing, right? Yeah, I, that that's actually yeah. Which, do you want to audition right now? No, I'm, okay. I'm gonna right. put that on hold for now, and we can wait until a later date. So eventually, he's we're gonna get yeah. him to sing yeah. as well. But yeah, you do pretty much. I mean, you're leading small groups, and you have all yeah, those small groups and care ministry and is a is a big part of that too. Oversees Stephen Ministry and our marriage mentoring ministry, as well as our prayer uh, team ministry, and. Uh, and do a lot of follow-up as well with uh, requests that come in, um, counseling, and uh, just uh, meeting with people, things like that. 
um, follow up with a lot of the, the people who want to be baptized and uh, new believers and stuff like that. So it's just kind of a everything uh, involved in that. And then also uh, I've been a part of the setup and tear, tear down team as well. Whatever um, Ashley and Kiki uh, tell me to do basically to do, to not to design, but to uh, put together as far as our big uh, outreach events, I'm on that team as well. Now, guys, if you are ever <laughs> moving your furniture around in your house and your wife has you move the couch and then says, no, not there, let's move it back. Right. Basically, this is what happens around big events, uh, Easter, Christmas, Adventure Week, big events like that where we're setting stuff up. I have seen countless times Garrett Ward set something up only to have them say, Actually, no, we're going to go a different way with it. Right, and you right. would you would just uh, be amazed. At and the, it's part of the creative process, they say. So yes, at the amazing attitude <laughs> that Garrett Ward has in response to that. He just does uh, it. But, um, yeah, so you're kind of everywhere here, here on campus and do so many different things. Um, let's go ahead and start back at the beginning now, just your, your, uh, your life. So you're born and raised in California, is that uh, right? Yes. So where... Uh, Yreka, California, which is way up north. It's not Eureka. People always want to try to correct me and say, oh, you're from Eureka. No, I'm actually from Yreka. <laughs> it's uh, up I-5, almost to Oregon, way past, uh, you know, Redding and Mount Shasta up there in God's country. Do you ever make the joke that there. the, oh yeah, yeah, the U-E in uh, Eureka is actually pronounced Y. No, I never did that. Oh good, because it's not a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't do that joke. <laughs> No, I just uh, I just usually correct people. Um, but yeah, I was uh, born in the small town of Wairika, about 7,000 uh, people uh, up there, and actually grew up in the surrounding communities outside of Wairika um, until, I, until my freshman year of high school, and then we moved actually into the town of Wairika, and I went to high school there in uh, Wairika. And so you would think that maybe I'm a, a a country boy at heart, but really I'm I'm not. I don't really have a lot of country in me. I do but like when you I do did like your some, country dancing with John Knapp. I do have some country muse, some you line guys dancing, both, and some square uh, dancing. Now John Knapp and I are from the same area as well. We're both from country areas, so I wasn't surprised to see him doing the line dancing right. and all that. And so, um, so I don't really have that that country. Um, personality in me. My, my father was actually a transplant from San Jose and, uh, my parents moved up to a uh, Wairika area. And, and so we never really got to, you know, involved in, of course, farming, uh, farming, ranching, whatever, you know, that country's known for up there. Um, uh, fishing, hunting, uh, things like that. We, we did it occasionally, but I never really, uh, had a desire to do any of that those things. So what was your, what would you like to do growing up then? Uh, loved playing sports. So I was a, a sports fanatic playing all, all types of sports. My dad was, uh, he was a elementary school teacher and he moved around to different uh, ages. And he also was a coach for a variety of my sports growing up. So I played, uh, you know, soccer, t-ball and baseball all the way through. You played t-ball uh, through high school? Uh, T-ball <laughs> and then baseball. <laughs> uh, I transitioned from T-ball. Right. Um, but starting at a young age, I'm trying right. to say I five, get, six, playing sports um, and basketball. Favorite sport playing was basketball growing up. I played that all the way through high school as well. And a couple of years in uh, 
or, or I played football a couple years in high school as well. So I, you I did, did a all. variety of different things. Yeah. Did you keep going? Do what you said. You played football, basketball. What else did you do in high school? Baseball. Uh, one year of baseball and one year of tennis. So, you so did, I oh, kind of a lot of sports vacillated between those. But I did four years of basketball. What's your uh, if you had like if we were watching the ESPN top ten of Garrett Ward's uh, sports highlights? What would number one be? Oh man! Well, I hit a hit a game winning shot in my uh, junior year in a playoff game. Nice. Uh, with uh, I think there's like point seven seconds left. I got the ball into the basket and I just flipped it up and in with my left hand. Nice. Oh, a left hand, a left handed nice. layup. Yeah, I got a I got a Da-na-na. pick set Da-na-na. for me and I cut to the basket and a great bounce pass and flipped it in and and we won and we went on to the next round. That's but then you- the next round was probably my uh, my worst. Uh, Memories of I was at the free throw line and I missed two free throws towards the end of the game oh, with no. like 50 seconds left and we were only down by one or something Glory like that. Glory to shame and then in we the lost. span of yeah. four days. Yep. Oh, exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, the memories of high school. There's so many. It's crazy how quickly it can go up and down like that. Um, now you, I know, I know a lot. Not a lot. I know that you've got a lot of siblings. Yes. Let's. Uh, a, a lot of people probably don't know this. So how many siblings do you have? I have eight siblings, and so there's a total of nine of us kids. I have four brothers and four sisters. So, and where and do you land? I am number four, and right I have middle. three older sisters, and I'm the oldest boy of our family. And so I have four younger brothers and one younger sister. And so, yeah, growing up in a big family, we were always uh, asked if we were Mormon <laughs> or Catholic. Um, Interesting. But we were neither. And just What's the uh, age span between the nine of you? Uh, about 20 years, about 22 years. So your youngest sibling was born and your, your oldest sibling was coming out of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So no, have. yeah, no twins and no uh, anything like that, no sets and all from the same parents over that uh, 20, 20 year span. Do you have a good yeah. relationship with your siblings? Like that's a huge gap. I know like my brother and I were four years apart and growing up, we, it wasn't that we weren't close, but we were four years apart. So when he's in high school, I'm still an elementary school kid. So we didn't really do much together. Mm -hmm. And we became better friends once he got out of high school and I was becoming more, um, we had more things in common, I guess, once I got into college and stuff. Were you close with your siblings? Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, close with our, our siblings growing up and, um, especially the ones, you know, right, uh, closest to us, um, in, in the birth order, um, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely a, a close family, uh, all involved in athletics and, um, and things like that. So, you know, now, like you said, kind of, uh, you know, being adults, we all, uh, love each other, get along. Um, you guys stayed pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Are they all local? We're all local. Uh, actually not local. I mean, all Northern of us are California. in California except for one of my sisters who's in Washington, D.C. right now. Okay. Uh, but everyone else is in uh, kind of Northern California, San Francisco, all the way up to Wairika. Cool. So, my, yeah, my youngest brother is uh, actually going to be a senior in high school uh, this coming year. That's so he's crazy. Because even when you said that the 20-year span, so you're, you're, how old are you right now? 34. Okay, so, man, that's crazy. High school kids still. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So who's the next one after you, sister or brother? Uh, brother. Did you guys get to play sports together? Uh, 
not really. He's a he's actually two and a half years younger than me, and so I mean oh, we okay. played together, but we were always in different grades and different sure. levels. So when you were varsity, um, he's JV. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so okay. we never really crossed over that way. Um, but we'd all of girl growing up, of course, we always played in the uh, backyard and and played sports together and uh, competed. Competitive family. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say we were growing up. We were definitely competitive, especially with my brothers and my. Uh, brother closest to me uh under me uh, definitely got the the brood of my competition <laughs> and <laughs> well you had the three older sisters that poor kid probably was just like <laughs> he yeah he took the brunt of it because you're like i just want to beat somebody out yeah yeah matthew forgive me for all that i've uh did for you to you growing up oh yeah name <laughs> name all eight of your siblings quick so yeah jessica's the oldest then amy then sarah and then myself then matthew andrew laura james and thomas that's pretty good. I don't so, know. If I had eight siblings, I don't know that I'd remember all eight names. I'm <laughs> terrible with names, though. I know your name because it's the same as mine. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, you know, you, with nine siblings, you probably have a pretty wide variety of personalities. What personality were you? Were you the, I know you're fairly introverted now, but what yeah. was your, uh, what were you like as a kid? Yeah, I think, you know, as a kid, I was, I was more introverted than extroverted, you know, more kind of shy, easygoing, laid back, not necessarily, you know, wanting or needing to be the you know, star of the, of the show per se in, in any setting. Um, of course, uh, competitively wanting to do, be the best and, and do the best. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, kind of socially, I was, you know, kind of reserved and laid back in that sense. And so it's kind of how I would describe myself. Um, easygoing. Yeah. Kind of growing up in a big family. Um, you're competitive, uh, around sports, but also there's other things that kind of uh, draws out uh, that competitiveness as far as uh, one of them being eating. And oh, so sure. it was <laughs> <laughs> who gets who gets the best piece of meat, who gets who, who would eat, we eat the most, uh, you know, whatever pizza or, or whatever we like. Oh, way. you actually mean like bum, who eats the most, not what you get to eat. Right. No, oh, no. Okay. We all had I to eat the same like thing. nine kids. We had to fight <laughs> to see who got to eat tonight. No, we all had to eat the same thing. <laughs> My mom would only make one meal and, and not to make, of course, multiple oh, meals sure. for everybody. Yeah. Um, but just the, it, it's kind of an unconscious thing, I think. I don't think we necessarily talked about it, but it's just like um, that that sense of, of getting the most out of uh, out of more than your, your sibling. Sure. Or <laughs> yeah. And so that kind of run through is kind of multiple... Uh, avenues uh, growing up in a big family. Uh, but also, too, uh, I was, you know, having a big family, you don't necessarily get to be spoiled or pick certain things that you want. You know, my mom and dad would make decisions basically for us, you right. know, as far as, you know, your food or what's to what's to eat. And, and we were, you know, told, you know, not to complain. And this is, you know, this is what's uh, given to you. Be thankful for what you get. And um, and so I, I kind of have that attitude of just being uh, content in the sense of uh, being thankful um, in that sense. I think growing up in a, in a big family and, of course, not being totally uh, wealthy. My, of course, my dad was just a school teacher and my mom was mostly a stay at home uh, parent. She did uh, work at a gym, uh, you know, a couple days a week. Um, yeah. Did you guys, once you were older, were you guys, uh, I mean, babysitters are kind of built in at that point, right? So you've got yeah. some older sisters. How old's the mm -hmm. oldest one compared to you? Like six years older or something like that? Uh, let's see. Six years older. Yeah. yeah. Two, four, six. So by yeah. the time, mm -hmm. I mean, by the time you've got kid, but what she's 
14, 15 years old, you guys are able to watch out for the two and three year olds. Right, right. How many of you, this is, this, uh, did you have like, was there ever a time where like four of you are in high school at the same time? Were you uh, that close? Three at the most. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I think only two because we were all kind of spread out two years apart. Yeah, yeah. And so I think only in high school, uh, two years, two of us have been in high okay. school at the same time. Um, what was it? Did you have a, one of your siblings? Uh, you can make this quick answer. Who's the center of attention? Who's the goofball? Ooh, center of attention. I'd say Amy. She likes to rile uh, rile you up <laughs> and push buttons and and see your uh, response. And you know, I, I kind of have that uh, too. You know, I had that with my siblings being able to to push someone's buttons right. and and get get someone riled up. And uh, but she's definitely the more the vo- the more most vocal. Sure, uh, I think. Um, did you uh you guys? Well, this is kind of weird too. I always think of it. I had two siblings, so like we always were like, "Oh yeah, you're very much like a firstborn, mm-hmm. or you're a middle child." Obviously, not all seven of the middle children in your family are taking the traits of the middle child. What's that? Right. Is it just how does that work when you've got so many siblings? Do you have is the youngest one still very much the baby, or is it like, no, we're kind of in groups of three, like we yeah, have these three, yeah. and then it starts over. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I think I get to because you've saying. got three kids. Like your oldest mm-hmm, is he's the mm-hmm. firstborn, and then you've got your middle child, right, and then right. the the usually, I mean, I, I don't know how true this is everywhere, but the the young one often ends up being kind of the goofball, right? And uh, yeah, Thomas Thomas is uh, is definitely goofy at times. So, um, but I'd say it's it's kind of a little bit more, I think, more difficult, like you said, being so many and kind of spread out, yeah, yeah. Um, over that long period of time, and also. Um, me being the firstborn boy, um, I don't know if that necessarily affected me Are you protective? or, um, made me a p- protective in the sense of, um, where I was in the family order. I know, you know, being the, having three older sisters and being my oldest boy, the oldest boy, um, you know, did put some responsibility on me as yeah. far as, you know, what kind of my role was and is for the family, uh, for the siblings and, yeah. and my parents. And that's kind of played out a little bit in my life. Cool. Uh, um, did you guys grow up in church? Uh, yes, we did. Was so, that, were you involved in like the, the youth groups and yeah. church camps and stuff like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Went to, went to church all my life involved in, uh, you know, the weekend services and Sunday school and uh, youth groups and youth Christian camps, a um, couple, you know, missionary trips as well throughout uh, high school. Where'd you go on mission trips? Um, uh, one, uh, it, we went to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, oh, and we uh, did a ministry. Uh, did you guys to, get right in there? To the Mormons. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't my family. It was my youth group. No, I know. <laughs> but if my I family know. went, I they know. would, uh, yes, oh, we would be accepted. <laughs> no. Um, but no, that was really just kind of eye-opening, learning about, uh, of course, the 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 Mormon is Mormon religion and uh, culture, and and seeing that uh, in it's high really school. It's really interesting, huh? Like it to is. start learning when you're younger mm-hmm. and you start learning mm-hmm. about other people's beliefs and stuff. It's really fascinating. Yeah, I'd recommend all Christians at at uh, yeah young ages to definitely learn a lot about other religions and where they're coming from, and uh, yeah, how that lines yeah. up with Christianity. Um, how about becoming a Christian? Was that something happened when you were really young? Yeah, I, I, uh, I believe it happened when I was really young. I have a one instance where I just remember 
you know, really making that decision. I was seven years old and there was an evangelist that came to uh, the church on a, a one evening service and um, yeah, laid out the gospel, you know, talked about heaven, talked about hell, talked about Jesus and talked about sin. And, you know, in my small mind at the time, you know, it uh, touched my heart. I believe that God was working and um, used that time for me to go forward. And I actually went forward uh, at the invitation and uh, prayed with uh, someone after the service, was given a Bible. And and so I remember that specific time of, of yeah, making that decision of uh, following Jesus and, um, you know, repenting of my, fin- my sin and, and putting my faith in Christ uh, to that the best of my ability, what, what I understood yeah. at that time. And then, uh, yeah, got baptized that summer, uh, went through a, a baptism Wait, class. How old, are you, how old are you when this was going on? Seven. Seven, okay, cool. And so, yeah, I went through a little uh, baptism course with uh, the, the pastor and, and the others who were getting baptized. And, and you know, vivid, uh, not vividly, but just to remember that uh, a little bit, just kind of going through that. And do you, are you able to remember stuff about that course and like when you're talking, cause you have a lot to do with the baptisms now. Mm-hmm, do you, mm-hmm. um, did you retain some of the knowledge from that? No, I don't, I don't remember specifically what was taught, you know, at that, in that okay. course. Um, but it's, it's again, the, pretty much the same things sure. as we taught, we teach, uh, as, as what we believe as a believer's baptism in our church. Right. So. What's something besides maybe when, besides when you became a Christian, what's something from your childhood, just in your, um, relationship with Christ that that was something super impactful that has stuck with you over the years because now you're going on I guess close to 30 years of, mm-hmm. of being a Christian so um, yeah was there was there moments throughout your your walk with Christ that you go this is where um, I know that you know my, my faith took a, a turn for um, the better kind I kind of always mm-hmm. picture this like a it's a, like a roller coaster sometimes right yeah. so like yeah. you're going up and then sometimes it's it's uh you're going fast and you got it going and then it's like you're going you got to taking it slow up this hill or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like you get over that hump and you're, you're rolling. Yeah, um, yeah. But was there any times like that you can remember being a kid um, or teenager? Yeah. I mean, kind of my personality too growing up is, is more of a rule follower, I think. And so that's kind of my personality as well. And so I didn't mind necessarily um, wanting to follow the rules or, or do the right thing. Um, but, but definitely I was more, it was more of an outward thing f- for me, you know, kind of growing up, kind of playing, playing the part of Christian right. and, um, you know, this is what you're kind of supposed to do. This is what you're told to do. Uh, so you do it, um, you know, which is good. God, God wants us to obey him and do it. Uh, but again, there's, there's things going on in my heart and my mind, the, the secret sin that, um, you know, would really, would really pull me down and frustrate, frustrate me of, of saying, you know, why, why do I keep uh, going, going back to this? Why do I keep, why am I keep struggling with this? Um, when I, when I, when I know that it's wrong and things like that. So I, I, you know, I remember kind of dealing with that, um, you know, kind of seeing myself as maybe in a sense of, of a hypocrite, a hypocrite or a religious leader in the sense of just 
going through the motions and doing the right thing on the outside uh, when I knew my inward thoughts and my inward heart was, was uh, you know, wicked and, and still fallen and, and sinful. And so trying to um, reconcile that, you know, that was, that was just a process of just con- continuing to learn uh you know, God's grace, even in that, you know, he, he doesn't want us to be these perfect, uh, picture of perfect holiness on the outside, but then on the inside, um, just wasting away, you know, Jesus says, you know, it starts in our heart and, and that, um, that he he sees everything he sees he sees your the sins of your thoughts and your heart and, um, really need to, uh, to really, you know, come come to grips with that, and and understands God's grace in that as well. Did you have somebody throughout your your childhood that was like a small group leader or a youth pastor or something that was yeah. really instrumental yeah. in helping you go navigate those times? Yeah, I really looked up to a, a youth pastor um, in in my uh, years growing up through high school. He was definitely a a mentor who was we were able to be open and vulnerable and talk about, uh, talk about these things, you know, what it, what it looks like to be a Christian, what we struggle with, what we, um, how we deal with, with, uh, you know, those type of things. And so, yeah, he was really, a someone who, it's really cool to look back on times like that, like people that were in your life, the instrumental um, yeah. things that they taught you or, you know, helped you through. And, uh, you know, I look at that now and I just, sometimes you don't see, um, and I'm not just talking about people that are working in ministry, but small group leaders, people that are serving mm-hmm. the um, the eternal impact that you can have on somebody right. uh, with such, uh, I mean, not to say that you had small interactions with your youth pastor, because you probably sounds like you guys were, were pretty close, but having um, an eternal impact on people. I mean, it's like what we talk about a lot in growth track and stuff, right? Um, yeah. Just by some having a small conversation can really have such a huge impact mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. on people. Did what you had, you know, with all, I keep, t- I keep coming back to nine siblings. I got to be honest. That's a <laughs> lot of siblings uh, or eight siblings. Um, did, did becoming a Christian, you were young, but did becoming a Christian and then going through, um, you know, youth groups and things like that, did that have any effect on your relationships with your family or relationships, maybe your friends? Did that have any effect on those? Um, well, again, yeah, just fortunate growing up in a Christian family where, um, you know, now my all of my siblings are uh, walking with the Lord and understand uh, the gospel, so that's uh, that's awesome. And you know, growing up, you know how that impacted our family. I think you know just being on the same page with our values and beliefs definitely definitely helps. Um, you guys could lift each other up, help each other. Yeah, and yeah, and of course, no, you know, no persecution from from someone within. Uh, there's such the a cool bond family. with such a cool bond with siblings because I feel that now with my siblings where it's like there's I don't know there's something different obviously there's something different about it but like there's something different about even just my brother and I have become such good friends over the past um, you know ten years or so mm-hmm. uh, since my probably right after college we really started getting closer and they can have such a huge uh, I mean to have somebody like that I can call my brother whenever we talk about whatever and. Yeah, we become good friends, but the fact that he's my brother just makes it so. It's just different. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You. There's just no question of if they care about you. Mm-hmm. Friends, you mm-hmm. can even no, no matter how well you know somebody, you can still kind of, um, even if it's not true, feel like maybe they they don't like you or they're mad at right, you or whatever. Right. Siblings, it just doesn't happen that way. You just know, mm-hmm. like, no matter what I do, 
this person cares and this yeah. person loves yeah. me. Yeah, it just feels like, yeah, we all have each other's back. back. We all want, uh, want what's best for each other. And, yeah, just that uh, that familial love, that family love. Any thoughts um, of getting a, a softball game going with all nine of you? Yeah, we need to. Does that happen? <laughs> no, we haven't done the <laughs> That'd softball game That'd be amazing. That'd yet. be really cool. Yeah. Um, let's let's go forward to, like, uh, you being called into ministry. Um, so when did that happen? Actually, let's, let's do this. I know you— uh, w- you and Ashley both work here at the church. Um, mm-hmm. if you don't know, um, Garrett's wife is Ashley and she does, um, a lot of the, actually the Ashley and Erica do a lot of the, uh, the video editing and the, um, the social media and things like that. So mm-hmm. they're very involved in the media side of things. Um, and if you're at church ever on a Sunday, Ashley's sitting in the back of the computers, you're running the lights and things like that. So, uh, they're both extremely involved here at Spring Hills, but uh, how did you and Ashley meet? Oh, uh, we met here at Spring Hills. Okay, actually, great. In so the- if you're single <laughs> and you... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the- although we do have a lot of singles groups and small groups and stuff. So yeah, you guys met here? Yeah, they had a we had a, a college career group at the time uh, when I was... I moved here from, of course, up north. I went down, came down here to go to Sonoma State. And um, shortly after, you know, starting Sonoma State... Uh, looking around for churches, and my brother was actually uh, a youth pastor at Neighborhood Church, uh, just off of Shiloh here, and, uh, you know, went to church there a few times and and, uh, experienced that, and then uh, he actually told me about the college group at Spring Hills Church, and so I went there, and... um, yeah, it's where I met Ashley. We got to know each other and so, wait, took did off I just, from there. Did I just miss this? What brought you here to Santa Rosa? Oh, yeah, uh, going to Sonoma State. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I went to a JC up in uh, College of the Siskiyous, and then I transferred down here to go to Sonoma State. Cool. That's how I got to Santa Rosa. And then you met Ashley at the college group. Yeah. And Ashley, um, she has a lot of family here at Spring Hills. Right. I didn't uh, know what I was getting so myself into. you kind of into. married into this. Now, <laughs> Ashley also is, uh, she's Brett's. Uh, Brett's niece. niece um, yeah. So if you, you know, Brett and, and uh, Kiki, obviously being Brett's daughter and then uh, Brett and Eve, I should say, because mm-hmm. Eve is also on staff. So you've got to you married into the family that planted and started Spring Hills. Yes. Um, when so was that? Yeah, was that intimidating? In um, I don't actually didn't really Brett's think not a, about Brett's it not too an much. Intimidating guy. He wasn't too intimidating, you know, when he, he married us and uh, definitely, yeah, definitely not intimidating. Um, you know, maybe I, of course, maybe more intimidated by, by her father, <laughs> Scotty just because can be he's my father-in-law, yeah. but, um, of course getting to know and him, again, he's not, Scotty is behind the sound booth a lot. So you've seen <laughs> yes. a lot of Garrett's family around here yes. too, or, uh, in-law family, I in-law should say. family. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you're over at Sonoma state college group. You meet Ashley. Um, and then let's talk maybe about how you got into ministry. What was the, um, what was the trend or the, the yeah. journey there? Yeah, so the journey there is, um, yeah, kind of growing up in the church again uh, and becoming a Christian at a young age. N- never felt a call early on or, or even really thought about ministry or being a pastor or or doing thing, uh, anything um, specific that way growing up. And so it wasn't until, you know, going off to college, coming to Sonoma State, uh, where God started to shift uh, my attention and, and shift my focus in what he was calling uh, me to do. Um, you know, my plans were originally to, uh, I, I was studying kinesiology 
which is the study I, of human movement. I know what kinesiology <laughs> is. Well, and if you I, don't know, yeah, it's a study of human I had movement. A fri- I had a friend who studied kinesiology, and he was the president of the kinesiology club. Oh, and yeah. I always, um, in in good fun, kind of poked fun at him for that because he would say no one else wanted to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great honor to be the president of the yeah, kinesiology yeah. club. Well, I wasn't president or anything, but... Uh, so, yeah, that was kind of my uh, passion and, and direction at the time because, like I said, I loved sports growing up, and I didn't advance in my skills enough to continue playing. So, okay. But I still wanted to somehow felt I wanted to be involved in athletics and, and do something around sports. And so I thought uh, kinesiology would be that route, you know, whether it would be athletic training or physical therapy uh, or even uh, physical education, PE teacher. Did you um, actually end up getting your degree? In uh, my undergrad, undergrad. I got yeah. my undergrad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about, did you do seminary? Yes. Uh, what That was so actually I, fairly I, recent, right? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, rec- more recent than my undergrad. Yes. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> yeah. But were you doing seminary when I got here? Like online courses or something? No, I had finished. You well, finished, what time, okay. what, what I got here in 2017. You? I finished 2016. Okay, yeah. so you that's what it was, and you had just finished up with it. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, so when did you decide to do seminary? Actually, I think I just got ahead of the story <laughs> because you got into ministry prior to going into seminary, correct? Uh, well, that that's when my call started. Yeah, my okay. call, uh, and you asked me kind of how, how God called me into ministry. And so, yeah, I felt like God was calling me before I started a seminary. Got it. Um, so going through uh, Sonoma State, and, and like you said, I mean, or like we've talked about, our, our faith is challenged a little bit more at different stages. And, and in um, college, it's definitely challenged, especially at a secular school, um, teaching um, a, a lot of, uh, yeah, secular uh, ideas and philosophy. And so um, dealing with that, and I felt God kind of just... Uh, changing my my passions and, and my desires around, you know, Christianity and even, you know, even sharing my faith, being more vocal about it. And and so I got really into, you know, apologetics, which oh. is really, you know, defending uh, the Christian faith of, of why we believe what we believe and the evidence behind it, uh, just so I could have good conversations with uh, some classmates and my roommates about Christianity. And so I really got interested in that way. Um, now, you, 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 to jump on those uh, conversations, I, I would guess that you're somebody that uh, you don't come off very um, aggressive in your conversations. You're a very you right. know, soft-spoken person in your conversations. Were you able to have good conversations with people that really disagreed with you on faith that maybe you wouldn't have been able to have if you were maybe I'll say it like me uh, (laughs) where I can be kind of aggressive with you know if I have this yeah uh, the belief in something and I disagree with you even if I don't mean to come off Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. harsh I can come off very harsh sometimes just because I'm passionate yeah Um, but did that make it to where you were at Sonoma State having great conversations with people and yeah I mean I I I think I have the ability to to listen and kind of uh, take take someone's view in and not not take it personally or, or take it as an attack towards me or anything like that. Um, because as we know as Christians, it's really not uh, the persecution or, or the hate is not necessarily against us. It's against God, of course. They're rejecting God right. and not us. And so, you know, I really, uh, you know, put myself in that position as well. But yeah, just being able to be 
a good listener and and just kind of give give some feedback, give some truth back to someone uh, where maybe they hadn't thought of something before, or haven't looked into um, some of the the evidence that uh, Christianity has. Having that available for them and, and letting them know about that, and then of course it's up to them if they want to look at it or, or even reason with you and take it further. Sure. Um, did did so. you feel like those kind of conversations really helped you prepare for ministry? Yeah. Yeah. I think that those really helped me be, be more passionate, uh, in, in pursuing ministry. Um, and, you know, be- I had a roommate who kind of, you know, grew up as a, as a Catholic and then, and then as became more secular and, atheistic uh, in his worldview. And so we had a lot of uh, conversations. Do you remain friends with him? Yeah. I mean, we're still friends. That's really cool. And then also too, um, in my junior year of Sonoma State, my another thing that kind of got me going into ministry in that direction as well is my uh, father had a heart attack and he was in an induced coma for about a week. And this, you know, kind of really shook me up as as well and brought me to my knees. Um, of course, I, how I was... Old, how old was he at that point? Uh, 51. Oh. And I was 21. And... You know, he had he had some heart issues, and he had missed his medication or something, and uh, and and so yeah, so he ended up having a heart attack. He was actually driving, and my brother uh, was in high school at the time. He had to put on the brake, you know, top, stop the wow. truck and, and pull it to the side and call nine one one, and they were able to get there uh, relatively fast. But um, you know, that event, you know, kind of shook me up, kind of. Uh, why was it? Why was it a coma? Why did he go into a coma? Uh, they weren't sure about the uh, brain damage, and so they they when the, you, when they try to bring him out of the the coma, their his body reacts and and um, then they have to put him back into an induced coma until there's some healing or the uh, healing in the brain or, or you whatever. made a full recovery. Uh, but yeah, so he made a full recovery wow. from that, and you know, yeah, we see that as as God's. Uh, as a miracle that that God used in his life, um, you know the doctors did they didn't give him much of a chance. At least you know from what they prepared us for. You know they kind of prepared us for the worst. They they didn't know how he was going to respond when they brought him out of the coma. What right. what type of damage was to the brain with the lack of oxygen, and so that yeah that shook me up and kind of going back to being the firstborn boy. It's like what is it, what am I going to do with my uh, father? Is it you know totally um, debilitated or, or passes away or whatever. What does that mean for me? Am I going to be, uh, going back home and, uh, helping with my mom with the family and stuff like that? You know, Next your siblings were pretty young still. S- siblings were still, still pretty young. Um, and so, yeah, them not having, you know, their, their dad there. So that kind of, uh, shook me up and my mom, you know, said, you know, don't worry about it right now. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, go back to school. Cause I went up there for, you know, about a week to kind of, to see what's happening. And, and she said, go back to work, take care of what, you know, what you need to take care of and we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, thankfully he, he was able to come out of that and fully recover, um, and, uh, still with us to this day. But, uh, that, yeah, that real, that event, you know, again, brought me to my knees and, um, just showed me the, um, just, just for me personally, you know, the reality of, you know, death and just how short 
this uh, this life is and can be. And at one moment uh, you're doing fine, and at the next moment you know you could have a heart attack and, and pass away. And so, you know, the 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 the, the closeness of, of death, you know, kind of wore on me. Not not personally, but for others around me who who don't know Christ. And so. Um, you know, that's when kind of evangelism started to kind of burn in my heart for yeah. others to know uh, who God is, who Jesus is, you know, so, of course, um, they can have eternal life right. with Christ after this uh, this life. And so uh, that event, yeah, stirred in me as well uh, to, to kind of shift my focus. Now, you said your brother was a youth pastor at this point or a pastor? My uh, uh, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, actually. okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because you're pretty young, 21, so I thought you said your brother. I'm like, if you're the oldest boy, your brother would have been pretty young doing yeah. that. So my, my oldest sister, Jessica, she married a, a pastor. He's a youth pastor, and okay, now cool. he's a pastor up in Reading cool. uh, Neighborhood Church. Oh, right on. Um, um, so you, all right, so you uh, you graduate, you got your bachelor's in kinesiology. Um, what was the first job you had out of college? First job out of college? Um so all the way through college, I put myself through school at uh, Costco. Oh, that's um, right. So working at Costco, um, pretty much you know part, full time, but but part time working and going to going school. Going to school, yeah. Um, going to Sonoma State, and then it was either continue my, continue my education and get you know further education in kinesiology with a master's and and do athletic training or PE or it was, you know, totally shift and go to seminary and uh, work work in ministry and and like I said, yeah, that's how that's when God just put my desire, uh, the desire on my heart to to go into ministry. And, and you knew Ashley at this that. point. Uh, we we are we're dating, yeah. When you graduated, mm-hmm. you guys were dating. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right on. So that and was then we well yeah well. During yeah, Sonoma State, we, uh, we were dating my last year, and then we got married uh, shortly after. Okay, cool. I graduated. What year did Sonoma you guys State. get married? Oh man, hard question. Two thousand nine. Oh nine. So you guys are at eleven years uh, now, yeah? Yes, it'll be eleven years in July. How'd you propose? Well, <laughs> I took her to a, a nice uh, a French uh, restaurant uh, called. Oh, she loves the French. Huh? Yeah, the French Garden, and uh, proposed there. And I, I wrote a little uh, poem, song type thing for her, and he's going to well. perform that right now. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. That's really uh, cool. So I love I love proposal stories. Yeah, That's yeah. Something kind of nothing I too like. extravagant. I think it you know again it fits my personality where I'm not really, you know, flamboyant and excitable or whatever. And you know I'm just kind of I don't even. know, dude. I've seen you dance. <laughs> You, you, you're a good dancer. So, and it, and it fits Ashley too. She didn't want anything too crazy and too, you know, public as well. And so like, she didn't want trapeze artists coming right, in. Right. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or big. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want, want a the big scoreboard scene. at a Knicks game, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, she would have loved it. I'm sure. But. So then now let's go to when you started seminary. So when yeah. Um, so yeah. Starting seminary again, that those conversations too were you know with Ashley as well because we were together and of course getting married. I got we got married, and you know she was with me during this kind of transition from you know my one path to to seminary, and so having her involved in that, and then also talking with uh, the youth pastor at Spring Hills at the time, and and also uh, Pastor Brett, um, getting their input and feedback on. Uh, 
my my directions and my calling and what that looks like and also um, advice on on where they thought would be a good place and and so the youth pastor here had actually taken some courses at Golden Gate Baptist Seminary and so that's where I decided to uh, to to go to seminary uh, was that Billy yeah Billy Andre okay and uh, and so it, right now it's actually they tran- they relocated to Southern California. It's called a gateway seminary now, but I think they have still have a Northern campus around okay. San Francisco area. But, um, so yeah, I, I decided to go there part time and they had a, you know, like a commuters, commuters courses where you could go on Mondays and take the, those lineup of courses, like three courses all day, Monday, yeah. get it out of the way. And then you work on the homework the rest of the week. That's cool. And so that's what I did most of the time. Also taking uh, online courses as well um, throughout the time. And so, yeah, getting a, a master's of divinity, it's called, uh, with an emphasis in pastoral counseling. That's Christian yeah, and counseling. you've done, I'll ask you this a little bit later. We'll get into like Stephen ministry and that kind of stuff. Um, but that's obviously doing all that stuff really probably prepared you for the yeah. specific mm-hmm. ministries you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, so working with family, um, now this is obviously is your in-law family that's here. Uh, and it can be kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I planted a church with my dad uh, and my mom, and I've worked with um, you know my sister through ministry and things like that. And actually, my sister is a huge reason why I got into ministry. Um, so, just being in in ministry with family can sometimes it can be cha- it can be challenging. There's a lot of challenges mm-hmm. that come with it. Uh, so it requires sacrifice, even with let's say like Ashley obviously works here, um, but let's even with families that have uh, your spouse doesn't work in the same. Uh, church or in ministry altogether, but uh, mm-hmm. it requires sacrifice. Sometimes the sacrifice is that is your family's making the sacrifice, not you. So, uh, what are some challenges that your family's been faced with in ministry? How do you guys overcome it? Yeah, I mean, I think for us, some of the challenges that we have faced in ministry. I mean, for me personally, I haven't I haven't necessarily faced too many you know personal challenges. Um, but I, but I think the important part, as far as uh, when you're talking what about makes it work, challenge, challenging, yeah, challenges and ministry and making it work is, you know, definitely being on the same page as your spouse, uh, really, you know, communicating well as far as um, what you know what what I'm called to do, you know, really, really believing that you know God has me at the place where He wants me, and then also your your spouse seeing that as well and and seeing that as their calling in the sense of supporting you and God bringing them into that role of you know you know this person is called the ministry and and so it, God you know since I'm with this person God is calling me to um, support them and encourage them and um, you know you know really be on the, the same page uh, yeah as that. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, you know, with Ashley and I, we're, we're really on the same page. We work, of course, at the same church, which definitely makes it easier. Um, I've, I've actually worked um, just the what my job is here. I work more with Ashley than I do with you on things just because our mm-hmm. um, Ashley's more on the production side of things. Uh, and I, I've seen that just in, in working with a team, it's very similar just working with a family because once you all know you're on the same page, the trust is there to just be like, look, I know where your heart is at with this. And there's no question of like, um, 
hey, what's your motive here? Or what, why are you trying to, mm-hmm. why are you wanting to do this? Or why do you feel like you need to do this? Uh, and working with a family, I really feel like that's the same thing with, you know, Caitlin doesn't work here at the church, but um, being, you know, our, definitely she's in ministry too. Just, you know, yeah. she serves at the church mm-hmm. and she's, uh, she has to make sacrifices as well, just because there's weeks like, um, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas and stuff where we're here all day, every day for a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, having the, having the understanding of like, I know why you're doing this and I am on that same page. Right. Right. It's such a huge, uh, mm-hmm. once you get to that point, it's a lot easier to navigate the challenges. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, yeah, the other side of that as well is we can't of course neglect our, uh, immediate family right. and their needs, our roles as fathers, as, as husbands, um, to, to really uh, minister to them. Of course, that is a calling as well. God has called us to be uh, husbands and fathers and put us in that role. So we definitely can't neglect that and, um, you know, sacrifice one over the other. You know, there definitely needs to be a balance of how how you're working, working those together. You know, one can't override the other and you can't abuse you know, abuse one or neglect one for right. the sake of the the other, and so yeah. I de- there definitely has to be a healthy balance uh, in families of ministry, mm-hmm. and and that needs to be you know dealt with. Oh yeah. So who have been some of the uh, the biggest influences in your life throughout you know whether it's elementary school, junior high, high school, college, or in ministry? Um, I've had definitely different people that have been influences in different spots, and obviously mm-hmm. you know like uh, our parents are huge influences in our lives, but who are some of the people that you've really looked up to and have influenced your, uh, your path? Yeah. I mean, I think looking back now and not knowing it, uh, at the time specifically, but like I said, the youth pastor that I had, you know, really played a huge role in my life as far as, um, you know, mentoring me, uh, spiritually and leading me, uh, through, through my high school years. And so, I, th- I think, you know, him him planting the seed and being that example of, you know, a Christ follower as well as uh, as, a, as a pastor who, who deeply cares uh, for his students and, and, the, and their lives and their ministry. Uh, you know, he, he wanted to know, you know, everything about our lives and, and be involved in what we were doing, coming to sports games and and uh, Did he see the events. buzzer beater? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. There. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is, do you have this on tape? Uh, Did anybody get a, you get a video of it? I don't know if it's on tape. I'll our our high school years are really unfortunate because we're like right in between yeah, that yeah. stage of where everything's <laughs> on video. I just, yeah. I don't know. It was on uh, it was on radio though. I remember getting interviewed after oh, that's the game. Awesome. So <laughs> it was we're definitely play look, by play. We're gonna have to look that up. <laughs> um, so your youth pastor, who else was uh, a big influence in your life? Yeah, definitely a youth pastor in my life, and also. I think just a stol- solid uh, person in my life is is my grandparents and especially my grandfather. Uh, just again, the way that they were around our family and supported our family, encouraged us in in everything that we uh, were doing, uh, encouraged us in our faith, uh, being examples of uh, a godly uh, marriage too. Uh, my grandparents just a scene. Uh, their love for each other, uh, their love for uh, their kids, and their love for their grandkids, uh, really, you know, set set a big example for me and my siblings. And uh, you know, definitely think maybe yeah, something we we took for granted when growing up. But again, looking back to see that you know they were always there. Um, 
they're always celebrating us at all of the family events. So, um, yeah, yeah, those were, those are, um, my grandparents are really big in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what about coaches or anything? Oh, getting a call. Um, coaches. Yeah. I'm like, I did said, um, my dad actually was my, uh, coach, uh, throughout elementary school, pretty much kindergarten through for everything, uh, through, uh, eighth grade, uh, everything pretty much except for soccer. Oh, wow. Um, so your dad was kind so- of a, uh, a, a sports, uh, yeah, he was, I don't a- want to call him a nut, but a sports <laughs> He fan. did it all. Yeah. You know, he That's cool. played volleyball, played baseball, played basketball. He he coached in all of those. It'd be funny if you were like, yeah, he played in the Major League Baseball for, you know, 19 years and <laughs> had this amazing career and he's a no. Hall of Famer. And I'd be like, what? You haven't you heard of him? <laughs> uh, that, that's cool. My so, dad actually always avoided coaching me because of my personality would, oh, got it. you know, be more, um, uh, le- I'd be less willing to listen to his instruction, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. that was always just kind of funny because my brother... Uh, I don't think it was that way. So that's interesting. Just uh, your dad was able to coach you. Yeah. So he's a, he was definitely a big influence uh, for me, of course, um, as a role model looking up to and, and as a coach and as a teacher, you know, uh, playing all of those um, different roles. And then, yeah, there's a definitely a, a teacher for me that I had in the fourth grade and the seventh grade who was a big impact in my life. Um, yeah, just, uh, just again, his, his presence of just the way that he showed care and an intentionality, not only for me, but for, you know, all of the classmates and again, wanting the best for each one of us sure. and giving his best for us. I've noticed that uh, maybe you noticed this more. Your your kids are a little older than mine, but just how much more appreciation I have for the people in my life that were like that. Because right. I pray for that for my kids to have people like you know my high school pastor and and um, you know certain coaches that I've had. Mm-hmm. And like I just really am like God, please put these kind of people in in my kids' lives. That way, you know, because they huge impact on me right, throughout right. my life. So mm-hmm. it's really it's cha- even changed my perspective to appreciate them even more. Yeah, um, now absolutely. that I've got kids, yeah. Um, so let's go back to you being in ministry and stuff. So, uh, what exactly brought you to uh, the staff here at Spring Hills? When was, what was the timeline there? Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd been volunteering with, uh, on the Spring Hills team as a, as a volunteer, um, you know, since I kind of started at, uh, Spring Hills started as a volunteering in the youth ministry, uh, working with uh, Billy Andre and, uh, going to camps and, and doing small group type things. And so w- was doing that. And then um, throughout my seminary experience, um, you know, there's, you know, kind of the, the ministry, ministry, ministry activities or assignments uh, that you have to do. And I did that through the, the Spring Hills, Spring Hills Church. So, you know, Pastor Brett was uh, actually one of my uh, mentors uh, through through seminary, uh, so just kind of working with him, <clears throat> and then um, so in that process of going through Stephen Ministry uh, volunteering, I was able to uh, get some experience in um, in ministry to adults, and so I actually did st- uh, help start the Stephen Ministry uh, while I was only a volunteer going through seminary. And so uh, we we implemented that and, and we trained a, a group. Uh, I think that was like 2013 or something like that and uh, got that going. And then, yeah, after I graduated and uh, what is it? I guess I think it was the end of 
to or the the fall the spring of 2014 I finished my seminary degree and then shortly after that uh, Spring Hills had an opening for just a part-time position of, of associate pastor and and basically just kind of uh, being uh, a volunteer coordinator and so I started small on the Spring Hills staff um, just part-time uh, you know, just started uh, 10 hours a week and then it, it just uh, built, built from there. Cool. And so, you know, that time again, I was still working at Costco full time and then I was working at the, the church part time after I graduated seminary. Right. Uh, so let's talk about Stephen ministry a little bit. That's something you're hugely involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your, what's your role with Stephen ministry and what is, well, what is Stephen ministry and then what's your role within it? Yeah. So Stephen Ministry is a one-on-one caring ministry. And so uh, what we do is we train uh, people in the church to be able to walk alongside those with uh, challenges as far as, you know, crisis in their life, uh, grief, uh, you know, maybe illness or a transition or a loss of some sort, just some of these big uh, life moments that uh, someone needs someone needs care for someone needs extra attention, and uh, the design of Stephen Ministry. You know, we didn't design it. It's been around for uh, wow, I think you know over forty years or so. Um, but it's a uh, yeah, an organization that that people uh, that churches implement within their church, and they have the training that we take people through and all of the material uh, that we just uh, teach, and then. Uh, facilitate the ministry from there. And so we match up people, uh, our Stephen ministers, they're called, um, with people who need care, and they meet one-on-one, uh, however long they need during their difficult time. Right. What's your, and do you, are you like the, the head of the ministry? Do you co-lead it? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm considered a kind of a co-leader with a couple other leaders um, on the Stephen Leader team. And then we have about 30 Stephen ministers um, kind of doing the one-on-one ministry yeah. that we match up with people. Cool. And we do the training. The, the leaders do the training. Uh, we'll probably have another training in the fall starting the end of August. Cool. That's so. awesome. And you guys, what, how long is the training? It's a 50-hour training. Wow. So it's pretty long, but we, we want people to kind of consider it their small group for the semester. So yeah. it's like you're going to your small group once a week, and then we have a couple kind of retreat setting uh, times throughout yeah. the, the fall. Yeah. But I've I've actually, there's been quite a few people where um, I've, I've encouraged them to come and, and seek out the Stephen Minister's ministry just because mm-hmm. I know like they can, people benefit from it, man. Just having somebody to sit across from them and listen to them and and pray into their lives and, and support them is so huge. Yeah, your um, your mother-in-law is a great Stephen minister. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she she's just joined like last year. Oh, she hasn't been here that long. It's but weird. Yeah, I feel the, like she's the been last here a training long time, she yeah. went through. Yeah, in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if anybody listening to this is interested in Stephen ministry, contact Garrett or yeah. John Barrett. Right, he's yeah. the other staff member that kind of mm-hmm. um, is involved. So uh, let's go down just to your own personal uh, kind of walk with Christ. Um, and then some, let's just actually, what are some of the biggest challenges just personally in ministry that you feel? Do you ever feel a lot of people, I get this a lot. People think, um, oh man, you must be so tired. And I'm like, well, I mean, God puts us in ministry. And so when we have these, you know, these weeks where we're working and everybody on staff, you know, we have these huge weeks where we're working way more than just like a normal 40 hour, 40 hour week. And, um, Sometimes I, I the response that I get to that is like they they feel bad for us, and I'm always like I told Eve the other day I'm like 
I love it. Like setting right, up this right. sound system outside right now. This is, I mean, it's I'm wired to do it. Like I like doing this, mm-hmm. and no pun intended with wiring. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like being in ministry, it, there's just I grew. I my dad's a pastor too, so I grew up around it. So mm-hmm. just the understanding that you know what, yeah, there's some weeks where dad's just he's working a hundred hours, and other weeks where it's a normal, you know. 40 hour week and, right, right. and he's at my basketball games and, you know, things like that. But what mm-hmm. have been some of kind of the biggest challenges for you in ministry? Well, I think, uh, one of the biggest challenges in ministry, uh, and I, I should th- say my point with all that was that there's a lot of assumptions of what the challenges are. <laughs> right. So right. what are your challenges? Right. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not, it's not necessarily maybe, yeah, the long hours or, or things like that. Uh, but I think at the beginning, actually, kind of when I was uh, going into ministry and, and trying to figure out what ministry with myself, uh, what God was calling me to look like, uh, what God was calling ministry uh, to look like for me, I had a challenge in the sense of, you know, discovering that through my seminary um, seminary uh, classes and, and degree. You know, I didn't have this specific vision of ministry of what I was going to do you know, uh, you know, I thought maybe it would be a youth pastor or uh, some sort of pastor or, or whatever, um, but I didn't have this necessarily clear picture right out at the beginning of, of, of feeling like, okay, yeah, I'm called to, to be a, a senior pastor and, mm-hmm. and preach every week, or I'm called to, to be a missionary and to go to this place. You know, I didn't right. have a specific calling like that. I just kind of felt that I was called to to go into ministry, and I took that uh, kind of step of faith to for God to kind of flesh out in His time, and so that was you know kind of a challenge for me to figure out what my gifting was specifically. Um, you know, going through those courses and what what God would uh, would have me to do, and you know, one of the biggest challenges for me in going going through seminary was. Uh, basically almost failing my preaching class. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and so that really, uh, you know, shook me up a little bit. And the the teacher, the the professor uh, pulled me aside, and, you know, and, and said, you know, he just, he wanted me to encourage me, but he said, you know, that's, that's, was that that's more, one, was <laughs> one that of the more worst? on the actual like preaching or like your preparation? Cause I've, I mean, you've preached a couple of times here now. Your, yeah, your yeah. material is really good. Right, right. So, like, what was the? How were you failing this? Well, in my presentation, okay. basically. So, I, I wasn't good in the in the class setting, I guess, or or when I was giving the message, I was I was nervous. I didn't, uh, I didn't do anything that they <laughs> wanted me to do. So, yeah. So, I just really kind of felt, um, you know, that was that was a challenge for me. He kind of took me in aside and said, you know, you know, I see I see some some potential in 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 you, but you really have to work on it. If this is something that God is calling to you, you definitely have to, to work on it. And it may not be, you know, come naturally to you or whatever, but, um, he, he just said, yeah, you know, you, you can, you can do this, but definitely it's going to take a lot more work. And, uh, well, and there's people, I mean, like gifting. The, some people have the natural ability to just stand up in front of people yeah. and, they're just good teachers. They're good. That's their gift, right? They right, right. they know how to prepare. They know how to communicate. They know how to how to get um the point the exact point across that they need to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I mean I've always looked at people like that and envied them. Uh, I did a lot of preaching at the last church I was at, and I got to be honest, I'm uh I've told Kiki that I'm like, hey, I kind of want to kind of want to look into doing some of that again. Now it's mm-hmm. been years, and I'm actually I'm so incredibly like nervous for the first time I do it purely because 
I would want to do it and get all the feedback from Kiki and Brett and John right, about like, right. hey, what do I need to work on with this? And mm-hmm. I'm scared of that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm scared of them being like, well, you really need to work on this because that was terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. It's so yeah, it can be pretty intimidating, especially when it's not something you feel like is your gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of had to work through that that struggle of. Um, you know, not being good in that area or, or gifted or like you said, come, it came naturally to me. And so, you know, that kind of, you know, challenged me to, 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 to think, you know, what, what would ministry look like? Right. And so, yeah, that's kind of where God kind of guided me to more of the pastoral care, the Christian counseling side of things and being more, you know, of an emphasis in those roles, right. which, you know, that, which is what I'm in am in now and so it's uh, uh it's where god has has uh, put me in specifically for my for my gifting and uh what he's uh, brought me through but right. that was you know that was just a challenge too and i just encourage uh, those who are going going through seminary if your uh, idea of what a pastor looks like or what you think uh, you have to be um you know, just just be patient and and work through those things, and God will open doors to to lead you to the to the right place mm-hmm. um, uh, to work through that. And then you know, and also some of the other challenges too. Kind of in my role is you know, there's there seems at times I've been um, a little overwhelmed with a lot of the the responsibilities and and being pulled in different directions. Uh, as far as overseeing so many different things and not maybe feeling like I'm putting a, a good effort or a hundred percent effort into one specific thing and, and doing it well, you know, I'm kind of pulled into different directions and doing a lot of different things, uh, really good. So, um, so that's kind of been a challenging at times, a little, little overwhelming, uh, but just, you know, I just have to take a step back and kind of regroup and, um, look at, look at the big, big picture rather than all of the, the little details that are uh, going on. Right. Um, so that's, you know, been, a, just been a challenge in my role as well. Um, uh, specifically and personally. What about the most rewarding parts of ministry? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good, I, good question, huh? <laughs> I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all rewarding in the sense of, uh, I feel like I'm doing what, I'm called to do, and it's it's glorifying God, God. So it's rewarding in that sense of um, in in fulfilling me that way. Right. Uh, I don't necessarily feel like I um, need need to have you know a sense of fulfillment in in the people around me. It's it's great to uh, get the encouragement and uh, the support from people around me, but. Uh, if I, you know, if, if I'm feeling that, um, I'm doing what God wants me to do and, and it's, and it's his will. And then, uh, I, I feel good about that. I'm blessed about that. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's, it's great to impact people for eternity. Just sure. seeing lives change, uh, you know, transformation happen in people's lives when they, uh, understand the gospel, when they come to know Christ. Right. Um, yeah, that, 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 uh, reward is enough. Just just seeing them uh, cross cross the line and come into uh, eter- an eternal relationship with Christ. Um, you know that's that's the ultimate reward. There what, is. To, what do you, What would you say that. are some of your personal habits that help you with that? That have helped you grow in your relationship with God. That have that mm-hmm. have kept you going. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely continue to uh, have a daily quiet time. Uh, myself, personally, I do that in the evenings of just reading God's Word and studying God's Word. Right. Um, you know, cons- consistently being in a in a small group, I'd say that's important for Or leading to- nine of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's another joke that Garrett right. leads tons of small groups. But, uh, yeah, keep going. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're when you're in a small group, you're you're constantly learning from others as well, and uh, sharpening other people with uh, what you're learning. And so th- that's you know one of the best ways to continue to grow is, of course, that personal study is, is good, but that that small group time, that connection time, where you can minister to each other that's i think that's where a lot of growth happens right uh, and more growth can happen you know the bible is full of you know loving one another encouraging another the the other and it's all it's all other centered so if if you can be other centered in and even your uh, pers- personal study of of course you're you're loving God and, and you're you're getting something out of it. But if you're learning something to be able to pass on to someone else, I think, you know, you're going to grow all the more because you're understanding it for yourself. You're being able to apply it, but then you're also able to teach it yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to someone else. And so I think that's the, that's the best way to continue kinda, to grow. Going back to what you're even saying about learning other religions too. I mean, like if you can, if you can learn about other religions, you're able to talk to those people mm-hmm. that have those beliefs so much better because you understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Um, uh, before we, uh, I, I, I like to do this little thing at the end where I just do some rapid fire questions. So these are just kind of quick. Uh, and I don't think I prepared you for these. So um, I, uh, I, don't, I don't like that part. Well, you're fine. <laughs> this isn't anything too crazy. But before we get to that, is there anything else just as far as like um, wanting to share with uh, with our church about who you are or anything you want to share about yourself or your family? Um, or, let's or did see. you cover it all? I think we uh, covered a lot of it. Um, yeah. I'll be, yeah. When can we when can we expect to have you uh, preaching again? Uh, yeah, well, you can pray for me. Uh, actually, uh, Pastor Brett asked me to do first Wednesday in August. All right. So, uh, yeah, pray for me. Outdoor on the <laughs> lawn. It's yeah, that's cool, man. Um, you really do a good job with those, so I'm glad that you're you're looking into those. Um, all right, so are you ready for these rapid-fire questions? Yeah, let's go. Um, so what are some of your hobbies right now? Oh, wow, my hobbies. Well, uh, fantasy sports, when uh, fantasy sports was going on, when sports were going on. So when we were, sports, let's sports. talk about this for a second, <laughs> because when we were... I'm not actually playing sports now, but I just, I just live in the fantasy world. <laughs> right, fantasy world, which is very popular right now. So let's talk about this, though, because uh, over, um, you know, back in February, we had uh, a Super Bowl happening, and we got to be pretty involved with this. And I told this to Brett, because uh, because of the fantasy thing, I really felt like I was the only person that was rooting for the Niners because mm-hmm. I was over there. We were over at Kiki and Matt's house, and um, I had to go in the other room where the second TV was because you. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you guys were all in like some pool together, right? Where you right. guys were all on all had Mahomes on your team. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's you know you you pick the uh, players that you think are going to do best, and there's a salary cap, and you and then you cheer for those specific players, so, no matter what team they're on. Here I am thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go watch the Super Bowl with a bunch of 49er fans. Now I'm not a huge football fan, but if right. the Niners are doing well, I enjoy you know reveling in that glory. And my brother is a diehard 49ers fan, so I want them to win for him. And yeah. it was like, wait a second. <laughs> 
here we are, an hour north of San Francisco, and y'all are rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I wouldn't say I was, but yeah. So I mean, that's most what my question us. was going to be. Were you part of this? I uh, mean, I mean, I was in it, but I can kind of separate myself in in the sense of I'm root. I'm still rooting for my team, which is the Niners. I want them to win more than myself. Did you want to win money in your winning. fantasy league? <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, that brings me to my, my next question then. So what are your sports teams? So the Niners with football, what other sports yeah, teams? Yeah, San Francisco Giants and Golden State Warriors. So you're a Bay Area fan. Yeah, and actually for some reason uh, we're, our family is a, a Duke Duke fan. Interesting. Uh, because my uh, I have an aunt who um, actually was a professor there for a period of time and so uh, yeah, we my parents were watching Duke when they were really good, and um, what, what do you mean when they were? Aren't they? They still are. Coach I guess. K hasn't left. <laughs> he He's hasn't still left there. Yet. They've won a couple of championships, which we're happy about. But yeah. yeah. Duke, Duke is Duke uh, basketball, not anything else. It's just Duke basketball. Sure, they're easy. They're easy to be good fans of. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Favorite kind of food. Favorite food. Okay. Well, growing up, it was always pizza. We'd always have pizza nights on Friday night as a family. You know, that's kind of the the big uh, party night. It was a movie night and family night. So pizza. Uh, and I'm a pasta guy too. I love lasagna. So lasagna is one of my you favorite. Like the Italian food. Yeah. Right on. Italian food's not. And you another thing. Another it. thing about me also is I'm I'm pretty easy to please, and so I don't really have strong opinions either way. So. Uh, when you put food in front of me, like like I said, I don't really complain too much. I'm not like a food person. A food. A what he's saying is he's more than happy if you buy him dinner. Yeah. So yeah. whatever you get me Feel is free. great. Feel free. Uh, what's your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, vacation spot. Well, my wife and I uh, went to Paris together. That was uh, one of my favorite vacations. And we got to see your outfit of the day. That yeah, was a, a on, on Instagram. Garrett was mm-hmm. making sure we all knew what his outfit of the day was. <laughs> yeah, so uh, going going to France, going to Paris, that was one of my favorite vacations. Um, went on a, a cruise last year. It was really fun. Did so. your Did your family go on a consistent vacation every year? Um, growing up, we. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. When you were when you were a kid. Yeah, we went on vacation. Our vacation was basically a road trip down to uh, the Bay Area. Uh, you know, from Marika going down to, you know, Six Flags or one year going to Disneyland or a couple years going to Disneyland. You guys drove from like Wairika to Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What was that, 12 hours? Long, long drive. Probably more, more than 14, that. I guess. Oh, my I think, goodness. I think we stayed somewhere overnight and then went the rest of the way. So Yeah, see, I always, we grew up, and uh, when we grew up going down south, because I'm from the Central Valley, it was like, you know, you we five, six hours. So mm-hmm. that's like, to me, that was kind of the max. Yeah. Maybe San Diego was like seven or eight hours or whatever. And it was kind of like our family wouldn't really drive much further than that. 14 hours. That's, I mean, <laughs> with, with that many, did you guys have like a, a bus or what? We How had a big suburban. So it was a nine seater. And like I said, the, the, my family's kind of spread out. So, um, by the, when the oldest was in college, you know, yeah, there was never all 11 never of you all in the car. 11, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Has nine, there ever been? Nine at the most, yeah. No, I mean like you were with your parents, all eleven of your family members, right? I mean, not not growing up, we weren't all. I mean, we've all been together. I mean, in one car, reunions. in one car. <laughs> no, I don't. Have <laughs> do you guys ever had a twelve passenger where you've all? <laughs> no, been no, in? no. Uh, these are good questions, Gary. Yeah, don't look at good. me like that. Um, <laughs> what's your? Uh, what about a dream car? Oh, dream car again. I'm not really a, a car person. Okay. Um, 
but oh wow, I don't know. That's okay. You don't have don't, to know. I don't have a. Uh, what's car, something really? if you got a day <laughs> off? What's uh, what's your first choice to do? First choice to do. Um, if you could do anything. I'm just I'm more of an introvert. I'm boring, so just kind of staying at home and relaxing. <laughs> That's not boring. No. I get it. You got to no. recharge. I know it's my my wife has to uh, get me out of the house most of the time. No, uh, <laughs> we're both you know introverted, and you know I love you know doing things. We went to the beach uh, just the other day. That was fun with having fun with the kids out at Doran Beach. Um, so yeah, yeah, cool. All right, uh, last one. Um, you, you can just say one, but if you have a couple of them, uh, some bucket list items, one or, or multiple, what's something that like in the next, you know, 30 years that you'd love to do, it doesn't have to be something that's like, this will happen. It can be something that you're like, I'm not even sure if I'll get to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, like for me, I've always said I wanted to go to Australia. I don't know if I'll ever get to do <laughs> what? that. Is that oh what you're going to say? <laughs> so definitely, oh, I just ruined it. It's going to be mine. Actually, no, I had an uncle who lived in Australia that we never got to go visit growing up and he lived down under he was yeah with the with the aussies and so actually i was gonna say one of the things you know just go to australia that's funny dude yeah <laughs> no, go I'm to australia the problem for me is i won't get on a plane i hate flying <laughs> how are you um, gonna get there gonna take a boat i, I don't want to get on a boat either boat. i think that's the reason why i say it's probably not gonna happen yeah uh cool man well thank you for coming and also in. yeah oh go yeah to, go to the super bowl yeah, oh go to the super bowl one. that's a good, a good one. one that's a good one at I some went, point what have you been to any cool sporting events memorable um, I mean, just a, just a regular re, uh, regular season games. Nothing really memorable. Oh, okay. No. I got a little spoiled in one year in 2012. I got to I was at the the perfect game that Matt came through. Oh, really? And then that same year, my brother called me um, the morning of Game Seven against the Cardinals, and he, when it was pouring down rain. What? And he was like, "Get to San Francisco. Yeah. We're going to the game." And I was like, "Dude, I don't have money for that." And he goes, "Don't even ask me how much the tickets <laughs> are. I bought you one. Just show up." And I'm like, "Okay." Wow. So I got to go in one. I mean, the span of what was that? So June to uh, June to November. Yeah. Uh, not even October. June to October. I got to go to two extremely rare things, seeing the Giants clinch the pennant and also see a perfect game, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Uh, and then we were also, the next year, we were at the game where uh, Yusmero Petit one batter away from throwing a perfect Ooh. game. So we almost saw two perfect games. <laughs> uh, anyways. Within the span right. of a year. Yeah. yeah. Cool, man. Well, anything else you want to share before we leave? Uh no, that's great. I think we uh, I think we covered it all. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is Garrett Ward. Yeah. Um, if you uh, and yeah, remember this. Uh, he <laughs> spells his name with two R's and two T's. The correct way. The correct way. And I spell my name weird with one R and two T's. So, uh, this has been the two Garretts. Thank you for joining Garrett us and, and Garrett listening. Garrett Show. Um, Thanks and this for is going to be uh, this is going to be every week now. Just Garrett. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't forget, we've got a movie night coming on well, Friday night. So Garrett talked about movie nights and uh, how fun those. Yeah, were. Friday night movie night. Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four. Check we're going to do out. some. Uh, we're going to do some movie trivia right before too that I get to um, that I get to be a part of. So uh, yeah, come check that out Friday. Uh, by the time you y'all hear this, this will be I think it'll be Thursday when you hear this. So uh, maybe Friday morning, but. Friday night, movie night on the lawn. So don't miss out on that. And then, of course, we're back with our services now on the weekends, normal times, 5.30 on Saturday night, and then 8.15, 9.30, and 11.15 on Sunday. So we'd love to see you out there. Uh, Garrett, you have a sign-off or something you want to say? No. I. Uh, what's my sign-off? Should I have a sign-off? What should I say? I don't know. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> say... Uh, All you need... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it going to be? Go ahead. <laughs> No, my uh, my favorite verse, uh, Colossians three twenty three. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord and not for men. So, 
uh, yeah, that's what I want to leave you with. Awesome. That's a great way to leave. All right, everybody. Have a good week. <laughs>